I'm Shannon. I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Side Hugs. Normally, on Workplace Hugs, we talk about a book or an article with the goal of helping all of us expand our workplace toolkit. Side Hugs, though, are a little bit different. Rami and I share short snippets of advice we wish we would have had when... And today's topic is when dealing with a challenging coworker. So this one's interesting because... I think you have some like very specific um, corralled advice that has boundaries and asks the right questions. And I would say mine is much less specific. So let's start with yours and then um, we can see how little I bring to this conversation. You will bring a lot to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. You'll bring like the best point, I think, to this conversation. Okay, so here's my tip. It's four questions that we need to ask ourselves whenever we're dealing with a difficult conversation. I think this comes from the book Crucial Conversations, which we did a full episode on, by the way. Mm -hmm. Go back and check it out. The four questions. What do I want for them? Okay, hold on. The first question is, what do I want for them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Second question. What do I want for myself? So we had them and now myself. Okay. What do I want for our relationship? Okay, so them, myself, our relationship. How would I act if I really wanted those things? Oh, interesting. Okay, so we start with what do I want for them? Yep. We think about like them kind of burning in a lava pit. And then <laughs> oh my God, you're terrible. what do we want for ourselves is probably to push them in, but not have anyone know that we did that. Yeah. And then for a working relationship, it's probably for it to be civil and not near a lava pit. Yes. And then how do you, I think the last part is really intriguing to me. Yeah. How would I act if I really wanted those things? Yeah. Right. I'm being facetious. I don't want to push anyone into a lava pit. I mean, it sounds like you do, Rami. <laughs> I have thought this through pretty well. You're correct. No, I think that last piece is right, though, because it makes you rethink about what it is that you want for them yourselves um, yourself and then together because the question is how would I act if I really wanted those things yeah and it can be really easy when we when we just think about oh here's what I want for myself I want to just tell them off they are this piece of crap and they need to know that they are this piece of crap but then if you think about it and if you ask yourself the question of like okay but like what do I want for a relationship I'm guessing you don't want them to hate you forever until the end of time and think that you're a raging biznatch <laughs> so you might um maybe not want to take that course of action mm -hmm. if you really wanted a healthy working relationship with them you probably wouldn't tell them off so that's where all of the questions really matter yeah and i think it's interesting because it's really about that putting yourself in their shoes because you're gonna have people who are challenging to you mm -hmm. and they can be challenging on various fronts whether it's their work style is very different than yours and you have to work with them on things mm -hmm. or like personality wise like they just grind your gears but i think it's it's really putting yourself in their shoes and trying to understand that last piece is what do i want for our working relationship mm -hmm. and then how do i act if i really wanted those things right like no one's what i want for a relationship to be is interact with them as little as possible maybe it is though right yeah it it could be question is like how do you succeed in in a position where that's what you're trying to get out of it mm -hmm. i like this is that like a legit question your last question of like well wait how could i make that work where i interact with them 
as little as possible. I'm just letting it letting it run its course in my brain. We'll see where yeah, it gets. Yeah. Okay. My first piece of advice, my only piece of advice, and my continued piece of advice is: not everyone will like you. And I'm going to say it again because not everyone will like you. Amen. And I think that's an important thing to note: is like, what does that have to do with how you work together? how you like accomplish things as a team it doesn't but rami i really want everyone to like me not everyone will like (laughs) you shannon it's not going to happen i think this is a major challenge for um people women especially i don't know is this a challenge for you do you want everybody to like you i want everybody to like me but I, i know people who want no one to like them which is the weirdest thing like they just want to fight with everybody yeah that's not healthy no, but it's also like they've kind of gotten past the point that I think we struggle with, which is we want everyone to like us. And yeah. if they don't, then we really turn the cell on, which is the opposite of what that person probably wants. Yeah. So how do we take a step back from the liking thing? You know, what's like the what's one tangible way that we can help people take a step back from wanting everybody to like them? I think your third question that you asked, what do I want for our working relationship? Mm. I think if you ask yourself that question, you will see that it has nothing to do with like wanting them wanting to get coffee with you or them wanting to tell you about their weekend. Mm. Because I don't know that any of that pertains to the two words, which I'm going to say again, which are working relationship. Like it almost never should have an an impact on that. And I think that's how you take a step back and, and really analyze like, what is it? Is it that we succeed in everything that we do. They just don't want to tell me about their kids because mm-hmm. that's probably probably not hurting our working relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just hurting my expectation of my connection with everybody that I interact with. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next piece of advice for us, Shannon? Deal with it directly um, and try to deal with it directly with curiosity and compassion. For the other person. So as tempting as it can be, do not complain to other people about this person. Just Shannon, don't. Come on. Complaining <laughs> is, I think that's what's actually made the strongest relationships across everything Ugh. is just, just complaining about people, things. It's so therapeutic. And I realized that, but you were just furthering the drama triangle. You just... I'm just imagining ooze. What was that movie? The really old movie of like the ooze that's just like spreading everywhere and killing all the people. That's what you're doing. The blob. That's what you're doing. The blob just keeps growing when you involve other people um, in the issue. And it just, it only looks poorly on you in my opinion. And I'm saying this from a place of compassion. Like, believe me, I was real good at the gossip when I was in my corporate career, but it's just crap. It's it's not good for anybody. Don't do it. Okay. So here's my question. How do you know if the issue that you're struggling with the person with is something that is isolated to you or is something that multiple people are dealing with? Why does it matter if it's, if, if it's multiple people that are dealing with it? Because then you can have a um, intervention. Okay. Why can't you have an intervention with just the one person? Because I think it's the way I think about it. And we talked about this before is like with my 360 review, if one person told me, hey, Rami, you seem like you're like very confident, I'd be like, okay, cool. One person said it. But I think for me, it was like the overwhelmingness of like 
everyone was saying it. And at some point it was like, okay, glass shattered in my head. Like, yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. That's how I do things, which I think is, is it's, there's something comforting about saying like, Hey, me and this person are struggling because of them and it has nothing to do with me. And other people are validating that. That's cool. And you're like, need to be validated, but not, I mean, just imagine, put yourself in the other person's shoes for a minute. Or let's go back to your 360 as an example. Would you have liked it if your entire team came to you and said, hey, Rami, we all talked and we think you suck at this thing and we'd like you to get better at it. Or if how a 360 is conducted, was it equally effective to see the collective results where they didn't necessarily have to talk crap about you behind your back, (laughs) but you can still tabulate the results and see, wow, I'm consistently getting this feedback that I am this way. Maybe I want to change it. Which version would you have been more receptive to? Oh my God. Not the one where I'm in a room crying (laughs) because everybody's like yelling at me and telling me I suck. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think it's just tough when you are really struggling with someone and you start to see other people struggle with them as well. Like, yes, you want to hit it head on. And I think I agree, right? Like the first course of action should be like, hey, person, like I asked you to do this thing. You didn't do this thing. It's making us look bad. And then I think once you start to see it spreading, then the question is like, how do you keep addressing it forward without addressing the impact it's having on others? Yeah. It reminds me of a rule that I tried to have on my team when I was a manager, where if an if one of my employees came to me to gripe about somebody else, I would not jump in and put on my superhero cape. Instead, I would ask, how can I coach you to deal with this problem? Right? Like, I'm not going to take this problem on for you. I'm not going to become your champion and like, go give your buyer feedback just because you're scared to. Um we need to begin to empower other people to give the feedback directly. So in the instance you gave, instead of commiserating with them, how do you coach them to build the courage to also give the feedback to that person? That's exactly it. I love it. I love it, Shannon. That's exactly it. I love it. Okay, so let's recap what we talked about. I'm going to read your four questions because I think they're great. Everybody should be writing them down, thinking about them. It is, what do I want for them? What do I want for myself? What do I want for our working relationship? And how would I act if I really wanted those things? And I think going through those when you have a challenging coworker will really put things in perspective and at least help you think about what it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it might make those soft things less important because it really has nothing to do with how your working relationship is. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everyone is going to (laughs) like you. And deal with it directly. And empower others to deal with it directly too, I think, right? Yeah. Like when someone comes to you and they go, hey, that person, they're terrible, right? And you go, well, why do you think that? H- how can you let them know and how do you support them? Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So we would love to keep this conversation going on Instagram, at Workplace Hugs. Tell us your tips for dealing with a challenging coworker. I've been Rami. I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Workplace Side Hugs. Uh, (laughs) We can't get it right. No, we can't. Okay. It's fantastic. (laughs)